Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing. And I am also going to do my best today to do my fucking job. Whatever that entails. I'm going to recap Cal. I'm hopefully going to make you laugh along the way. I'm going to preview North Carolina. That's going to be fun. It always is. It's an annual thing. And we're going to get into this. We're going to talk about how Notre Dame runs on Duncan. That's going to be a theme. But I do want to start, before I get into all of that, with college football in general. A college football roundup, if you will. Nebraska still sucks. That's fun. One of the teams that... We felt like it was going to beat Notre Dame, which very well might could still happen. BYU, they got manhandled by Oregon, who got absolutely destroyed by Georgia. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? But, uh, hey, (laughs) Iowa's offense still sucks. You You think it sucks watching Notre Dame play football offensively? Because it's offensive. Go check out Iowa and tell me what you think. <laughs> hey, they came alive this weekend. They came alive. They had 337 yards of offense. 175 in the air. 162 on the ground. That was actually better than Notre Dame this week. So, props to you, Iowa. Hawkeye Nation. You just had a... I don't know who, who the hell you played. <laughs> they weren't good. That's what it took. But I can't talk too much shit because we play shitty teams and it doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't matter who we play. It's it's irrelevant. But Iowa did did move up their yards per game all the way up to 244, which ranks comfortably 118th in the country out of 131. I kept saying 130. Turns out there's 131 FBS schools. I don't know who the 131st is now, but whatever. Um, Iowa needed Nevada on their schedule. You would think Notre Dame needed Marshall or Cal. Doesn't seem to matter. Hey, we we got one this weekend. North Carolina, their defense sucks. I, I don't know if it matters. I really don't. But it could be worse. You could be A&M's offense. And somehow... The, the $30 million roster, the bought and paid for roster, is still ranked 23rd. But their offense is atrocious. They rank 125th in the country. 
at 225 yards a game. They are so bad. And I can say all this happily because I finally got to play the victory march because Notre Dame got a fucking win. How awesome is that? We got a win so I can make these jokes and enjoy the jokes. Yes. Notre Dame does suck at offense, though. 300 yards per game. That ranks 110th. Oh, my God. And we're, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about Notre Dame running on Duncan. Okay. North Carolina, though, the team we're about to play, they average 517 yards of offense per game. They like to do everything. It's a little bit of throwing. It's a little bit of passing. It's They just like to do it all in... We got to go to Chapel Hill to find out what it's all about. And we're going to get there. Don't worry. I'm going to trash North Carolina, guys. Don't even sweat it. But we do need to get into Marcus Freeman's first win. It shouldn't have been that hard. So, you know what? Let's let's enjoy it, though. We got our first win of the season. Took a while. Wasn't pretty. Not even a little bit. But we did it. And we did it, okay? We run on Duncan. Dinkin and Duncan. They, I, Tommy Reese had to have stopped at Dunkin' Donuts on the way to the stadium on Saturday. He's like, you know what? I've got a plan. America runs on Dunkin', and so does Notre Dame football. But I can go on for a long time about that, so I'm going to come back to it. Because the other phases of football, defense and special teams, won't take very long. Um, defensively, we held Cal under 300 yards. Not that difficult. Although along the way, we did make Mason Mason Plummer. Hi, Mason Plummer. How are you, sir? <laughs> we made Jack Plummer look like Lamar Jackson. I don't know how we did that. He had, if you take out the sacks, which we had six of them, that was tremendous. We missed, I don't know how many. Cal's best play was, don't block that guy. I'm going to spin out and get 9, 10, 11, 12, 21 yards, whatever it calls for. That was their best play. But if you take out the sacks, which obviously you can't, and they count against rushing for college, Plummer almost had 100 yards rushing. And I mentioned that because, again, I'm going to do some back and forth here, watching for the changes and try to keep up. I'm late with that one. But watching for the changes and try to keep up because I'm going to preview North Carolina while recapping Cal, and it's going to be fun. But I bring up the plumber thing because Drake May has positive 146 yards rushing, and that's with sacks. Okay? Okay. That's sacks included. Whereas you look at uh, why am I sp- uh, Jack Plummer. I, I keep wanting to call him Mason Plummer. I hope you're doing well, Mason. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. 
But Jack Plummer, with his sack-adjusted numbers, has eight yards rushing. For perspective. Drake May, which, by the way, sounds like a Disney Junior character name. Just, I don't know why I thought of that, but there you go. Drake May has a positive 146. He also has been sacked six times, but he hasn't lost a lot of yards there. But the point of the thing is the guy can run the ball if need be for over 100 yards this season. If we're making Mason Plump... If we're making Jack Plummer look like Lamar Jackson, what is Drake May going to do if we have the same... Issues and hiccups, we we got to wrap up, you know. When you come in free, Isaiah Foskey, Tariq Bracey, when no one blocks you, there is no reason to come in 100 miles an hour out of control and let the quarterback slip your tackle. You, there is no, I don't need the Sports Center highlight reel. I don't. I need you to make the fucking sack. I don't want to see the hit. More importantly, you come in 100 miles an hour and you... What if you get targeting? JT Bertrand for no reason. What the hell that was about? We, we intercepted the ball and ended the game. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. JT Bertrand felt like, you know what? This guy really needs a shot to the face right now. I'm going to go ahead and give that to him. So I'm going to miss the first half of next game. Ridiculous. And speaking of Sports Center, we I felt like we were gonna make Scott Van Pelt's bad beats. I really did. When we had that scoop and score, me and my dad both looked at each other and laughed. Said Notre Dame just covered. And then it got overturned and it was whatever. But anyway. Back to Jack Plummer looking like Lamar Jackson, Bracey and Foskey and others. Missing sacks. We can't. We can't have that, guys. Not not against a team that's averaging fifty one points a game coming up. When you've only scored fifty five total for the season. Oh yeah, that's a real stat. North Carolina is averaging fifty one points per game. Fifty one point three. You want to be technical. Notre Dame has scored a grand total of fifty five. Something's got to give. But in totality, Notre Dame did hold Cal under 300 yards, played solid. They did what they needed to do to win, and the offense made it real fucking hard. They were determined to make this win as hard as necessary. We And special teams... We return punts. Oh my! It's so exciting. I don't even care where it goes. It's just exciting to see Brandon Joseph returning punts. I love it. Love it. Love it. He's got to break one eventually. Product of numbers. I, I know when I say break one, clarify not first touchdown necessarily, but like a 20, 30 yard punt return, something solid, something useful. We did miss a field goal, but no worries. We had the refs on our side. On our side, because they called offsides. On who? Nobody knows, because nobody was offsides. <laughs> but I don't care. I really don't. They called it. We scored. 
Seven points for the good guys. And I don't want to hear about that. Oh, there was no offsides. Nobody was offsides. You're right. You're correct. But also, 10 of Cal's points came because the dude in the replay booth was doing God knows what. Maybe he didn't have his Dunkin' Donuts coffee. That was the problem. He was asleep at the fucking switch. He needed to be running on Dunkin'. Because I don't know how either of those catches, the one that set up the touchdown, and the the play that was the touchdown, I feel like our defense was still like, okay, you're going to review that play, right? Oh, shit, they're running a play again. And credit to Cal, sort of. They were running the hurry-up offense. But that should be like a telltale. That's, that's a tell. If you play cards, or even if you play football. You know what? Uh, uh, an alignment is a tell. If you got your entire fucking team going, hurry up, hurry up, let's go, run the next play. Come on, let's go, let's go. Maybe they're telling you, hey, I don't think I caught that fucking ball. We better run a play because if we don't run a play right now, they're going to review the play and it's not going to be a complete pass and it's going to be a complete pass. So we better run a play right now, right now, right now. Boom, plays off, can't run, can't review the fucking play. What are you doing in the fucking replay booth? Just go, whatever the, the red button is, the Batman signal, whatever you have to do to buzz the idiot and zebra stripes down there. Buzz him, stop the play, review it. You can review anything and everything in college football. No no red challenge flag needed. You can review anything and everything in college football. And I'm not speaking out of turn. We've seen it how many years now running. Why neither of those plays were reviewed is beyond me. Luckily, we won the game. Because now Cal's talking about the offsides that took away three point or uh, took away the missed field goal that set up a touchdown, right? They're like, oh, Notre Dame got seven points. There's your game. True. However, you also got 10 points on incomplete passes. So just because numbnuts in the booth didn't buzz whatever he needed to buzz and press and do whatever doesn't mean... Point being, we would have been bitching if we lost about those two plays. So I get why Cal's bitching. But I'm still going to rebut the bitching with, you got 10 free points as well. So, sit down, shut up. But here's the problem. Here's the problem with that whole rant. We It shouldn't have come down to be able to say that against Cal. Two weeks in a row. We're using phrases that shouldn't apply to the teams we're playing. Those should be conversations and statements we're making against Ohio State and Clemson and USC and maybe even BYU. Not fucking Cal and Marshall. We're like, man, we really got a break there. Good thing. No, we should just be winning the game. But it's really, really hard to win the game. When Notre Dame runs on Duncan. Let's get into this. Okay? Let's get into this. Let me take a a sip of beer. Hold on. So. You know, I didn't think. And I'm going to be humorous here. Because why not? I didn't think that my cousin Vinny is it possible 
will get so much run from me this season. I really thought I was going to go hangover. You know, the hangover, Vegas, BYU. But my cousin Vinny, and is it possible, is getting a lot of run through my brain. Is it possible? Is it possible for offense to look any worse than it did for the whole fucking first half of Saturday's game? Is it possible? Is it possible? Because holy shit. Good good for you, Tommy Reese. You put away the bingo board eventually. I have to acknowledge that. I know Jimmy and Benny and Regison, if I'm saying that correctly, may not be happy. Because I'm not going to talk about Tommy's bingo offense. Because he put away the bingo board. And decided Duncan is the way to go. Dinkin and Duncan. But even that took way too long to be a thing. I I don't I don't get it. I really don't. Like Jimmy, you're out there in fucking Oregon. Benny, I honestly don't know where you live. Regison, I don't know where you live. I'm in Texas. Point being, we are not in Notre Dame's facilities, in the stadium, or any of that. How are we seeing that we need to do certain things and not do certain things from game one? And it took Tommy Reese till game three, and partially into game three, to realize, you know what? We should just do what we can do and stop doing what I want to do to check off boxes and fill my bingo spaces. So he flipped the bingo board. He said, fuck it. We're going to make sure Drew Pine wins the game by throwing it no further than 10 yards. And it was almost like a threat. Maybe that's the other part of the phone call. Was It was, do your fucking job, and I swear to God, if you throw 10 yards further downfield, you're benched the rest of the game. Aye, aye, Captain. I will not do that, sir. In fact, he did it so much. These, these are some crazy stats. These are some crazy stats. You're right. <laughs> oh, they're just so funny. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get through this without laughing too hysterically. The average yards at depth, the, the depth at reception. i got to phrase this correctly. I, I'm, I'm thinking ahead and laughing so hard in my brain. The average depth at reception was .67 yards. And what that means is at the time the ball was caught, the depth of the reception when the ball hit the receiver's hands, whether it was Estimator, or Tyree or Mayer, whoever, Salerno, whoever else, when a ball hit the receiver's hands, on average, they were 0.67 yards downfield. So, for example, Estime's long run where he stumbled and fell for no apparent reason, he caught that ball behind the line of scrimmage, so that would be a negative depth at reception. But for the entire game, for all 17 completions, he went 14 of 15, Drew Pond did. 
But for the 17 completions, his average depth at reception was .67 yards. That's amazing. That is a special kind of football. And his average yards per completion, not yards per attempt, just yards per completion, 17 of them, average yards were 8.8. Also, not great. That sh- 8.8 should be like about your yards per attempt. That's pretty good. But we had 8.8 yards per completion. Not awful. But when you factor in the .67 yards depth at reception, that means at on average, no, no, sorry, for the game. Because <laughs> I did the math. For the game, Drew Pine threw the ball for completion before it hit the receiver's hand downfield, 11 yards. He threw for 150. That means out of his 150 yards passing, 139 of them were yards after catch. 139 of Drew Pine's yards were a yak. Yards after catch. Is that even a passing game? That's my question. That's my question. Is that even a passing game? If all the yards but 11 were due to the receiver's ability to run with the football, is that even a passing game? It's an excellent question. It really is. But do you blame Tommy Reese? That's why I'm not, I'm not, let's be clear. I'm not blaming Tommy Reese. That's what he had to do. And for the first time all season, he's finally doing it. That's what you had to do. Because Drew Pine took a shotgun snap to the face because he didn't catch it. He fumbled a snap under center, which should be the easiest thing in football to do. Couldn't do it. Turned over the ball. He threw a ball that Mayer, I think, was at the line of scrimmage. So I guess this would have hurt. It would have hurt his stats because it would have been a zero uh, yards uh, depth at completion. It would have been zero. But uh, Mayer was running along the line of scrimmage. Here comes Pine rolling out. They're about five yards apart, and Pine skips it to his feet. And when I I don't I don't mean threw it at his feet like hit it low where Mayer had to like dive down and like no no he there was no way Mayer could have caught the ball. It was skipped to him. He was skipping rocks. Skipping rocks by the railroad tracks. Hope Michael Mayer can catch this ball. Yeah, nope. Couldn't. Can't. Not. So, let's change the offense. Because we did try. We did try to throw it downfield. And Michael Mayer did what Michael Mayer does and had a tremendous route. Tremendous route. Wide open. Running right down the seam. And uh, I don't know where Drew Pine thought Michael Mayer was running or where he was. If he was even in the same stadium. But he definitely overthrew him. Like, like Sean Bradley wasn't catching that pass. Like, it was so overthrown. That's too bad. So, Notre Dame runs on Duncan. We had to do something. Because the other part of it was, Drew Pine was holding the ball way too long. Credit to the offensive line. 
Good job on you, offensive line. You figured it out. You well, it's Cal. So again, let's let's keep things in perspective, folks. But you figured it out, okay? Good for you. I we needed it, okay? We you know, like I said with Marshall, confidence. Show me you can do it. And is 3.6 yards per rush fantastic? No, but it it could have been worse. You know, it, it could have been worse. But I, I just, you look at the running backs themselves, they average about four yards a carry. I will take that. Because P- Pine hurts the numbers, you know, uh, with the sacks. And he didn't really do anything special running. Which... We knew he's not Tyler Buckner. Shocker, you didn't see much read option this weekend. Huh, why? Because you can't fucking run it. But weird, when you could do it, you didn't do it. It's the weirdest thing, isn't it? But this all funnels back to Tommy Reese, realize what he has and what he doesn't. But the Pine having a lot of time, the offensive line was doing their part. And then you're watching it on the television going, oh, I guess there were no receivers open. That has to be the reason. Right? Well, the worst thing that could have happened to Drew Pine was that they have a camera behind the quarterback. Then they show that angle, and most of the time... Now, there was one, one specific. I'll give Drew Pine a hard pass. A very, like, this is not on him at all. We had three receivers in the same spot. I don't know how that happened. One was running across, the other was running another... Cross, but they both kind of ended their routes in the same spot with a receiver right behind him. It was the weirdest fucking thing. I don't get it. Whatever. That's not on him. The other ones, though, I don't know what he thinks open is at this level of football, but there were open receivers, and you have to throw the ball. But, as we learned, he can't make that throw. So he doesn't throw the ball. And here we are. Notre Dame runs on Duncan. And I know we we saw a lot of Chris Tyree. We saw 22 times of Chris Tyree. But please tell me this was the plan for this game all along. Now, why it took game three? No idea. No idea. It was super explosive, valuable, 108 total yards. Worthwhile to get him the football. Estime, a good balance of Estime and Tyree. Tyree with 22 touches, Estime with 21. Estime actually outgained Tyree. But I feel like the Estime thing was what we were already doing. But we were complimenting him with digs. I'm going, I just said, like I hope this was the plan. And Tyree didn't get all these touches simply because Diggs was out with an illness. Because if the only reason you're giving Tyree these touches because Diggs is out, that's a problem. Because you should have seen this already. Nothing. Diggs showed a lot of great things last year. Um, my opinion with Diggs this year is he's not something's still up with his shoulder. He's not all like in yet. And if that's the case, that's that's injuries suck. Make sure you're healthy. I you know, but. I hope 
the usage of Tyree was all in the plan regardless of Diggs' situation. Because it was a great estimate Tyree, Tyree balance. I almost said Tyreek Hill. We'd love how great would that be to have that guy. But Tyree and SMA combined for 227 yards, which was 76% of the offense. But again, if you're running on Duncan and you're dinking it and dunking it eight times through the air to Tyree and SMA, and you're handing the ball to him a combined 35 times, yeah. You're, that's gonna equal. It should equal seventy six percent of your offense. So, that was great to see. But here's the problem. So, Diggs and Tyree, or Diggs and Tyree, estimate Tyree. I, I wrote. I had Diggs written down. You know, it, was it his illness? But estimate and Tyree combined for eight catches and eighty seven yards. The receipt now. No, I can include Mayer. Screw it. What? He didn't do nothing special. So Tyree and Estime, eight catches, eighty-seven yards. <clears throat> the rest of the receivers, which include Lindsey, Styles, Mayer, and Salerno, combined for eight or sorry, nine catches and sixty-three yards. So eight for eighty-seven, nine for sixty-three. Your running backs are your best receivers. What is happening? What are we doing? I don't like. I, I told like the stats get silly. They get they get ridiculous. They're like that can't be right. No, no, but it is. Like that's that's our offense. And here's my thing: is that sustainable? I guess. You can continue to run on Duncan, but are you going to beat teams worth a shit doing it? Unless your defense steps all the way up, which they've shown the capability to do. I just... This is like a middle school offense. I just watched my son, who's eight, play football. And... Like, they're running similar plays. Well, they can't throw it all. So they run it every time. And credit to their coach, they seem to be more innovative with their misdirection. It's, you know, not a true triple option because, again, you're not really want to put the ball in the air of any sort, pitching, throwing, otherwise. It's all handoffs, direct handoffs. But you've got... Players motioning off the wing. You've got a split back formation where they're crossing. There's a lot of misdirection, a lot of movement. And I'm just like, wow, we should be doing something similar because this is ridiculous. And now, to be fair, I was watching the uh, Corpus Christi Youth Football League Ducks at 9 a.m., Hadn't seen Notre Dame's Duncan offense yet. But having seen both, I'm like, I don't see much of a difference, which is crazy. Again, we are to wear, and it's sad, we're not good. 
we have to be creative. And I will say, it was good to see Tommy Reese understand what his personnel can do and can't do. They did block a little bit better. Pass protection and run blocking. But it was Cal. Take that for what it is. North Carolina's defense sucks. We should be able to do some things against them. Will we? Who knows? If we forget how to take snaps from under center, from the shotgun, all that. Who knows? But I don't know how sustainable Notre Dame running on Duncan is. And that's a real concern. Because again, while our season's goals have been blown to smithereens, I'm still going to talk about this team in a way that I want them to be better and win and continue to win, right? I listened to a song, I hear a song today. It's called Fuck It. That's the song. It's called Fuck It. But one of the lyrics is, I'm a highly functional basket case. And that's how I feel when I'm watching Notre Dame football. I'm a highly functional basket case. Fuck it. All of this is smoke and mirrors. Because that's what it feels like. I'm functioning, but my God, am I going crazy. And what we're witnessing feels like smoke and mirrors. We have nothing special that we can do. And I don't get it. The lack of Tobias Merriweather still confusing me. I heard on, I believe it was the Irish Illustrated podcast, they have, they're way more connected and get answers that sometimes we don't, well, I would never get. But supposedly one of the plays Merriweather was in, he didn't run in motion. Well, that'll mess up the play if the play calls for motion, which will do a number of things. It will show you what kind of defense is being played, depending on who moves to where when you run in motion. It will uh, create matchups that maybe you're looking... Just motion does so many things, and if you don't do it, that's part of your play. It's a misdirection thing. You know, you motion one way, but run the play the opposite way. Just So, if he's not doing that part, you obviously, you can't have him on the field for that. But I still come all the way back to there. I know, I know for a fact, I'm not speaking out of turn on this. I've played receiver. That was my position. There are plays that don't require motion, that don't require knowledge of options and knowing the whole fucking route tree. There are plays that can be called where it's designed to let the guy run a route and if he's there, throw him the fucking ball. When your receivers are just receivers, get Mayer out of the equation, which is two catches for 10 yards and one touchdown. The one touchdown was kind of a big deal. They, Cal did a good job of taking him out of the game, but two catches, 10 yards, really, wow, not an impact. So, but excluding him, your receivers, guys who are the receiver position, listed as wide receivers, seven catches, 53 yards, at high level, supposed to be high level Division One football. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on. There's teams that have that. Three guys have those stats for the game. Three guys got seven catches for 53 yards. It took us, was it three guys or four guys? I don't even remember. It's that embarrassing. It's... Like, this can't be the offense. 
This can't be .67 yards at depth of reception. That's that's literally any of you out there that have kids playing catch with your son and the or daughter in the backyard. That's what it's like. Look, we're running Notre Dame's offense right now. Look at us go! Woo-hoo! We haven't dropped one yet. Holy smokes! Look at us go. How many is that in a row? I don't know. Fourteen out of fifteen. Feels like it. Just keep nailing it. Woohoo! That's you can play Notre Dame's offense in your living room. Like, I'm not being. It's not a joke. You can laugh, but based on the distance, you could have thrown all of Drew Pine's passes from air yards to catch from my living room to my front door. And you'd have room to spare. I I mean, it's 33 feet. 11 yards, 33 feet. I walked it off. I did. Because I, I found that stat to be hilariously embarrassing and sad. But, yeah. All you out there with kids... Go, I say go in your backyard. If you're in Texas, that's silly. I wouldn't go in my backyard right now. It's 91 degrees. And it's hot as shit. But if you're in a place that actually may be turning into fall, good for you. Go out in the backyard. But if it's too hot, stay in the living room. Throw your ball to your child. Who should be about two feet from you-ish. And go, we just did Notre Dame's offense. How'd that feel? <laughs> that's 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 where we're at. That's where we're at. How is that possible? How is that possible? Like, I, I'm sorry if that's gonna like. I want to win, but you mean to tell me peanut butter and jelly time can't do that with a little more pizzazz? Something. Anyway, we won 24 to 17. We threw the ball two feet at a time. Woohoo! Tremendous. What's going to happen this weekend? It's going to be interesting. And because all these stats are like two magnets that just don't go together, they're so opposite. You've got North Carolina averaging 51.3 points per game. You've got Notre Dame only allowing 21 points per game because our defense is pretty solid. You've got North Carolina giving up 37.6 points per game, but we've only scored 55 points total. Total, we average 18 points a game. That is not high-level Division One football. It just isn't. Okay? We're not some lowly, no offense to any of these teams. We're not Vanderbilt. We're not Rutgers. We're not... You know, uh, give me another power five school that 
is just awful at football. Stanford, Colorado, just name somebody. Well, I, I was going to say Kansas, but shit, they're on a little bit of a tear. They might even be ranked. But point being, 18 points a game, that's, no. Like, no. What are we, no. So, they give up 37 points a game. We haven't even come close to sniffing 37 points a game. And now Appalachian State helped that average by scoring 61. But FAMU, your favorite Florida college, they got 1,000 of them. But Florida A&M put up 24 on North Carolina. That's the most we've scored all season. Georgia State. The powerhouse that it... Wait, it was Georgia State. Okay, I was thinking it was Georgia. Silly me. Georgia State put up 28 on North Carolina, and they were, in fact, beating North Carolina in the third quarter, 28-21. to We hadn't scored more than 24 all season. Are, are we going to be able to actually score against this team? Who is favored by one and a half points? We've fall, we've come that far, everybody. We went from number five in the country to being an underdog to North Carolina. And, you know, and this is my favorite stat. I saw it on Twitter. I retweeted it. You might have seen it. North Carolina, and stay with me on this. North Carolina's defense allows two point eight three points per drive. They almost allow a field goal every time the other team gets the football. Which ranks 64th out of 65 Power 5 teams. On the other hand, Notre Dame scores an average of 1.5 points per drive. Which ranks 60th out of 65 teams. Something's got to give, right? And I hope it's for the boys in gold. Because... If we can't score and move the football against this team, it's it's going to be a very, very long season. And it better be peanut butter and jelly time. Because if Pine is going to do this, I, I don't I don't want Notre Dame to run on Duncan. I love Duncan. I get all my points. I go there so much. The manager, like once a week, I swear to God, he gives me free coffee. Not even being funny. I'm there Monday through Friday every morning. He sees me so often, he's like, this one's on me. And maybe, maybe Tommy Reese got some motivation and was like, you know what? We can run on Duncan. But I don't want to see that shit on my television. If I want to, I will watch Iowa or A&M. Please be innovative. Do something. And it's just wild to me when you go through and look at North Carolina's numbers. You know, yes, they beat Florida A&M 56-24. to the powerhouse that is for I don't even know what their mascot is. Are they the one? No. Are they the... I feel like they're the dragons or something. They're the snakes. Rat, I don't know what the hell they are. Don't matter. The Florida A&M. Like, it's... I don't know. I don't know where it ranks in terms of the Florida schools, but it's not high. Then they beat Appalachian State. Appalachian State's always a fun little story. They beat Michigan back in 07. They upset A&M. They... North Carolina escaped Appalachian State 63-61. to 
Then they beat Georgia State 35-28, but again, they were losing in the third quarter. But somehow, good news, UNC fans are still drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, man, we, we, we've got to figure it out now. Wait, wait till we get it going this week against Notre Dame. I'll tell you, our defense has it all figured out. And you know what? It might look like they do, but it's not because your defense is worth a shit. It's because our offense is elementary. It's the elementary school offense. So don't get your hopes up, North Carolina fans. More importantly, you lost Sam Howell, an NFL quarterback, who accounted for I don't know how many fucking points and yards and whatnot. It was, uh, I'm going to look it up. I got to. Sam Howell accounted for uh, 3,880 yards and 35 touchdowns between passing and running last year. You went 6-7. and seven. Awesome. You don't have Ty Chandler. He was your leading rusher. He rushed for 1,092 yards and 13 touchdowns. You don't have him. Instead... You've got a uh, a freshman running back who's not doing bad. He's doing fine. It's great. Which, that actually makes me mad. Like, you look through the stats for North Carolina. Again, they're playing FAMU, App State, Georgia State. But this true freshman running back is averaging six yards a carry and five touchdowns through three games. 228 yards rushing. Which... 228 in three games is not a lot, a lot, but he seems to be productive when he gets the ball. I just don't understand how they got players. The recruiting was awesome. We heard all about the recruiting. They still suck, okay? We're going to beat them. I'm going to go back. You sucked last year. And... It's not as the same because you, you're bringing back a few people. Because you got like Josh down. But you had a lot of talent and you sucked. And now you're just going to replace it and just automatically be better. I, if they were good enough last year, they should have been good enough this year. But I got to say, Drake May, redshirt freshman. Two leading receivers with because Josh Downs has been out. But the two leading receivers without Josh Downs, both redshirt freshmen, Pay Sour, Paysor, Paysour, I don't know, number eight. I don't know. Say, say the name P A Y S O U R. Pay Sour, number eight. He's your leading receiver, is a redshirt freshman. Second leading receiver is a redshirt freshman, Blackwell. And they three of the, but outside of those guys, the other three top five receivers are tight ends. But even at that, two of the tight ends are true sophomores. So. I just I get frustrated looking at their numbers. They got six receivers over 100 yards. Two are redshirt freshmen, three are true sophomores, and one is a senior. Meanwhile, we have two receivers over 100 yards. One is Styles, who's a sophomore, and Mayer is a junior. We only have one freshman, redshirt freshman, sophomore on the stat sheet as a receiver, not running back, not counting that. As a receiver, it's a redshirt freshman, Jaden Thomas. He has a whopping one catch for eight yards. Again, you could, in your backyard or in your living room with your son or daughter, 
replicate Thomas's season. One catch, eight yards. It's 24 feet. I don't understand why all these teams are playing these young guys and we have supposed talent, Tobias Merriweather specifically, I'm targeting him specifically. And he, there's no way he could possibly see the field. Well, who's that on? Who is that on? Because me and my dad talked a long time for uh, over the weekend about this kind of, not Tobias Merriweather specifically, but just in general, why the offense looks like it does and why people can't see the field and et cetera. And it's, especially at college, you know, you as a coach have to coach to your personnel. You have to develop an offense that fits what your players can do. You can't sit there and go, well, this is what I want to run, and you better figure it out. Well, if they can't do that, then don't do it. Like, you know, I'm so heavily involved in baseball with my, like, if you have nine Aaron Judges, you can't play small ball. That's stupid. If you've got Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, you're probably not going to base your offense around the read option and the quarterback's mobility, right? We had a mobile quarterback in Buckner. And yeah, we use his mobility, but I don't think we used it properly at all times. Now we got a quarterback with lesser of all the stuff, and we've had to dumb it down finally, appropriately, to a dink and dunk offense. It shouldn't be that way, though. We should not be dinking and dunking. We have dudes. Why does North Carolina able to play redshirt freshmen and sophomores and all this and be productive and we have no idea what to do. We just sit on our hands, look at each other and go, well, guess we're going to punt this drive. That's what I don't understand. There's so many play calls that are, in my opinion, an acceptance of we can't do this. So screw that drive. Game over. I don't get it. But I, we need to see something. And I'm telling you, if the first quarter, forget the first half, the first quarter looks anything like it did against Cal, it better butter, it better butter be, it better be peanut butter and jelly time, because at that point, like why not? And he better be getting reps this week. And they better have loaded into the whatever sound system. Peanut butter, jelly time. Peanut butter, jelly time. Peanut butter, jelly with baseball bat. Peanut butter. All that. They better have all that ready to rock and roll. Because if we see Notre Dame running on Duncan for all of Saturday against a team that averages 51 fucking points a game, I'm going to lose my shit. Unacceptable. Pay Notre Dame got to win. It doesn't sound like it, does it? It doesn't sound like we got to win, but we did. It just has to be better. And I'm going to keep coming back every week and talk about it. We The defense continues to do what they do, and we'll be okay. I know Drake May's putting up numbers, 930 yards, 11 touchdowns, only one pick. He's run for 146. But we, we've contained arguably more explosive offenses. Let's do it this week. I think Notre Dame wins. 
I do. I really do. Because I think we got to just expand upon the dink and dunk. We can do it. There were opportunities. We just missed it. So they better be watching film going, hey, Drew. Hey, hey, buddy. Look at this. He's open. Throw the fucking ball. Do your fucking job and throw the fucking ball. How hard is that? We take chances. Notre Dame is going to be close, though. I think North Carolina still has the ability to score some points. I feel like it's going to be 31-27. More points than I want to give North Carolina. But I feel like our offense is going to keep North Carolina in the game, unfortunately. I just, I'd love to see some massive explosion. 31, that's more than we scored all season. Let's let's see us get there. And we made one Saturday count. Let's keep making these Saturdays count. Because they're more fun that way, let's be honest. They're more fun that way, right? So if you haven't gotten your shirt, I may give a, have another giveaway at some point this season. No promises there. But if you haven't, please go to SaturdaysCount.com. Pick up your Notre Dame-themed colored shirt or whatever your favorite color is. Maybe you got a wife who's an alum of somewhere other than North Carolina because we don't like North Carolina. We just don't. They are hyped every year. They underdeliver every year. And I don't want to say it this way. Mac Brown's a great recruiter, horrible coach. Because I don't want to say that because right now we've got a great recruiter. And I, we don't know what he's going to be as a coach yet. But North Carolina's hyped up. And I, I called them the shit teals last year. Or the shit heels. You know, Tar Heels, no, they stepped in shit. They, they think they're great. They think they're grand. They think they're wonderful. And they're not. Good, great, grand, wonderful. No, they're not. Just because you beat FAMU, App State, and Georgia State doesn't make you a good football team. Sorry, somehow they're in the others receiving votes. Based on what? Like, well, shit. Well, I can't say that. I was going to say, well, if we had that, those first three games, but we lost to Marshall. So, yeah, whatever. But, uh, seriously, SaturdaysCount.com. Only so many Saturdays. Make them count. All right, we have another chance this Saturday to make it count. I want to see it. I, I what I really want to see, truth be told, is white jersey with some green numbers, with gold trim on those green numbers. That would be clean. I would love to see that. Probably not going to happen, but Notre Dame has to beat a team worth a shit. People seem to think North Carolina's worth a shit. Let's beat a team worth a shit and and feel good about it. Because I want to keep playing the Victory March when I open up my episodes. I want to start with that. I want to be able to play the Victory March because I'm only going to play it when we win. That's my rule. You only get the Victory March when you open up this podcast when we win. Let's keep winning. And how we do that it's it's a week-to-week thing, apparently. So far, Notre Dame runs on Duncan is the way to win. Put away the bingo board. Don't fill your bingo spaces. Just run on Duncan. But that's all I got today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Just got in under an hour, which is my goal. Recap Cal, preview North Carolina. I did a little bit of both. 
Thank you all. Find me on Twitter at five foot nothing pod. Email five foot nothing pod at gmail.com. If you like what's coming through your speakers, let Spotify know about it. Let Apple Podcasts know about it. Wherever you listen, let them, let them know. Give a like, rating, five stars, five thumbs, five donuts, whatever their rating system is. Hit me with it. But thank you all so much. I appreciate it. And I will see you all on Twitter. Until next time, go Irish, beat heels. Five foot nothing, 100 nothing, out.